You're listening to Eureka on Monocle Radio, brought to you by the team behind The Entrepreneurs, the show all about inspiring people, innovative companies, and fresh ideas in global business. I'm Tom Edwards. Today's programme is about the power of turning a hobby into a venture. Adam Baldwin started out as an amateur art collector with limitless enthusiasm, but somewhat limited funds. Today, he's the founder and CEO of Baldwin Contemporary, a rapidly growing and highly regarded London-based gallery specialising in modern and contemporary works of art. Since its launch in 2018, Baldwin has expanded its operations, establishing warehouses in the UK, Switzerland and the US, while building a passionate community of art lovers and collectors. Adam stopped by Midori House to talk about the business's rapid growth and the importance of enjoying art rather than viewing it as an investment. So, how do you start an art gallery with limited financial resources and without investors? And how do you maintain the enjoyment, the simple passion of collecting, while building a successful business? Here is Adam with more on how the journey began. I was a, I want to say a collector. I had a few pieces of art. I had no money, so I couldn't really collect, but I wanted to be a collector. I bought a small work of art, a Tracy Emin edition for £350. After a year or so, toing and froing with my wife, decided we didn't like it. So I put it through an auction and I ended up getting just over 10 times what I paid for it. And I sort of thought, well, this is quite interesting. And the whole thing went from there. So I then, you know, had a little bit of money which I bought some more art with and then tried to sell that and the whole thing snowballed and before you knew it you know I was handing in my notice and starting an art gallery. It started off fairly slow and steady and it was a sort of side hustle side project as you want as you want to call it you get a little bit of money and you think oh that's nice that'll pay for the next holiday or whatever whatever it is and then all of a sudden you then that starts happening more and more frequently and you start thinking hang on a minute there's something here I sat down with my accountant who told me you need to incorporate and I said well why and he said well you're dealing art and my first thought was don't be silly of course I'm not and he, and he said well no you, you know HMRC will see it as that so we incorporated a business because of that and that in a way was a sort of binary event where we then set up a UK limited company to trade art with so that I guess was one sort of signifier and the whole thing just went from there I've thrown everything into it I was working a different job, but I, I was setting my alarm at 4 a.m. in the morning to, to two hours of reading about the art market. I kind of became obsessed is the wrong word, but I came absolutely hooked on the art market, artists, everything about the art world. All I could really think was, why on earth haven't I done this sooner? It just kind of, it's nothing new what I'm doing. I'm not doing it particularly differently to anybody else. Every art gallery has its own sort of identity, but generally this isn't some kind of new kind of concept that I'm doing. And the whole thing just kind of took off, really. It did help that we were doing it during COVID as well. That obviously helped when the online kind of art market surged. We started off selling posters and prints because that was all I could afford. I had no money. You know, I've never put any money into the business either. Never had any investors, never had a business plan. I've just known what I sort of want to do and sort of built it up from there. I don't like to overcomplicate things. And I've always said to my collectors, to my clients, you know, really, this is just a good old fashioned art dealing business. That's how we do it. You know, we're just building a sort of community of art lovers, art collectors, and we're helping them kind of build and manage their collections. We hold inventory. We have two warehouses in London. Uh, we've got a warehouse in Switzerland, one in America, and we're 
soon to be opening a unit in Japan as well. So we sort of, whilst we're based in London, our stock is sort of all over the place, really. Part of my job is to essentially sell that stock, obviously. And a large part of my job, though, also is working with collectors. What I always try to be for our clients is the main point of contact for anything art related. I had a call yesterday from a client, funnily enough, who's bought to work from another gallery and had a question on shipping. So they called me and some people would say, well, what's in it for me? For me, I sat there thinking it's working. The fact that someone's calling me for something I'm not being paid for, I'm happy with that. The job is quite diverse. We spend a lot of time putting on presentations as well. We do small kind of private views, curated views, that sort of thing for clients. Really just making sure that our clients are getting the best work they can, really. You know, a lot, a lot of our clients are quite demanding. They've got big collections. They know the market very well. And my job, really, in, in that regard, is to keep up with them. People buy art for all sorts of different reasons. And if someone wants to buy it as an investment or because they believe they're getting investment, then why not go for it? I think a lot of the problem with it is, is a liquidity perspective. It's a lot easier to buy art than it is to sell it. And I think the way to make money in art is to not sell it, is to accumulate it over time. And then in fast forward 10, 20, 30 years, you've got a collection. And if you want to sell that collection, then then as long as you've been buying good art and not hugely overpaying for it at the time, then you probably made money. The difference is when you get people buying because they want to buy it. And I have people coming to me sort of saying, right, I've got X amount to spend and I want to, you know, how quick I'll buy it, how quickly can you sell it for me? And I kind of just say, it's not my thing, sorry, that's not what we do. Warhol, I think, is one of the main ones. We trade a lot of Warhol at the gallery. He was just a visionary. His whole Warholian approach to, you know, he'll be looking at us now with Instagram and celebrity endorsements and all the stuff we do now and smiling and saying, guys, I told you this 50 years ago and you were laughing at me. He would love to be walking around now seeing all this stuff. He was ahead of his time. He was visionary and I think we're still not really fully aware of a lot of the things that he was saying. We're still learning more from it. Beyond that, Damien Hirst, again, superstar, superstar level. Ed O'Shea is, is an artist that, again, we, we handle at the gallery. You know, more LA focused, again, very sort of nuanced humor, kind of, there's a lot of sort of layered wit within his works. Yeah, I'd say those are probably top three. I think you've got to remember that collecting art is a hobby, it's a passion for people. If it's not enjoyable, why are you doing it? I don't buy into this whole investment type thing that a lot of people seem to be sort of talking about. Art is not an investment for 99.99% of the market. It might be a sales tool for galleries to help sell art, but that's not my not my thing. It's, you know, people that buy art, you are buying it. You are collecting art. It is a hobby. You know, some people support football, some people collect art. So it, it, yeah, yeah, it has to be it has to be enjoyable, whether it's the actual buying process. You know, I, I have some clients who know nonsense, want to buy very quickly, just want to get it done. I have other clients who love the trophy hunting kind of element to it you know i have some clients we work for months years sometimes trying to find specific pieces that they want and it's all part of the part of the show everyone's different but yeah i think we have to remember that this is a hobby That was Adam Baldwin, the founder and CEO of Baldwin Contemporary. And you can learn more about the gallery and its work by heading to baldwincontemporary.com. That's all for this episode of Eureka. We'll be back at the same time next week. Do look out in the meantime for The Entrepreneurs, the main programmes available every Wednesday. Eureka was produced by Laura Kramer with mixing and editing by Jack Dewars. 
You can listen again and find out more at monocle.com. That's where you can join the club and subscribe to the magazine too. To contact the team, email Laura. She's on lrk at monocle.com. I'm Tom Edwards. Goodbye, and thanks for listening to Eureka. Listener.